Welcome to Always Abounding. This podcast will encourage you as a believer to continue on and always abound in the work of the Lord. Now your host, Keith Stensis. Welcome once again to our podcast, Always Abounding. What a blessing it is to be able to be here again with you. This is your host, Brother Keith Stensis, in the country of Uganda, East Africa, serving as missionaries here since 1996. And uh, what a blessing it is to be able to join with you again today, encouraging you and your family to always abound in the work of the Lord. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And uh, when God laid on my heart to begin this podcast and uh, trying to figure out a theme or a direction or a topic uh, that I wanted to focus on, uh, I went back to my life verse, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. And, uh, and I just felt impressed with the Lord that in these days that we're living in, uh, to do everything I can to encourage uh, you to always abound in the work of the Lord. And honestly, the truth of the matter is, I started this podcast just simply as a way to talk to my children and uh, being over here in Uganda and uh, my children being, uh, most of my children being in the States, I wanted a way to reach out to them and talk to them and encourage them uh, to abound in the work of the Lord. And uh, so that was my original intention. And uh, I wanted to maintain that contact and uh, be able to influence their lives for the Lord Jesus Christ. And and I thank the Lord that all of my children are uh, are listeners to this podcast, and uh, and I hope and pray that uh, this podcast encourages them to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. My oldest son Shane and his wife, and uh, my granddaughter Aria, um, are there in uh, Eaton, Ohio, serving at First Baptist Church under my brother, Pastor Andrew Stensis, and uh, doing a great job there. Appreciate their serving the Lord. And uh, then I've got three other children that are in Austin, Texas, uh, Stanley. My son is working and serving in the church there. My daughter as well. Uh, Shaylin is uh, uh, serving in the church there as well and just doing what they can to serve the Lord, be involved in the ministries there, and uh, just continually seeking the will of the Lord, seeking what God has for their life. And uh, then as well, Shiloh uh, is also there finishing up. Uh, he's already graduated actually from, uh, from college, uh, but I encouraged him to go one more year just to get a little more uh, Bible knowledge and and uh, build a little bit more maturity. You know, sometimes when you're raised in a foreign country, especially in a third world country, um, you you tend to need a little bit more time to get used to the culture of America, getting used to the way people think, the way people do things. And uh, I just felt that uh, for him, and uh, he was very very uh, humble and uh, willing to do that. And so uh, so he's already graduated from college, but uh, finishing up one more year, and so. So this is his last semester, uh, all of them working, all of them involved in the church there. And uh, I am so proud of every one of them. Uh, they all are learning. They're all growing in the Lord. And uh, I just praise the Lord for them. Then uh, we have my other two children here in Uganda, um, Skyler. He just finished uh, high school. And uh, as a matter of fact, this uh, next week, we're going to be having a kind of a college party graduation type thing. Uh, it's, it's hard to... Uh, have a graduation when you're over here and you're the only student graduating in the in your home 
but uh, he's going to be graduating, and uh, we're going to be having a lot of people over for a graduation party, just uh, celebrating his finishing high school. And then, Lord willing, when we go back on our furlough in uh, 2024, uh, we'll be taking him back for Bible college as well. And uh, then we will be remaining with my uh, uh, last born, uh, my daughter, Savannah, and uh, she's uh, also a blessing, great help to my wife. And uh, Savannah is just a, a great girl and uh, appreciate all of my children. And uh, But I said all that to say this, that uh, this podcast was originally started in my heart just so that I could maintain contact with my children and uh, continue to encourage them to abound in the work of the Lord. And it just kind of grew out of that. And uh, and now we're able to offer this podcast to anyone who's willing to subscribe to it, anyone who's willing to uh, be a part of the podcast, because I really believe that in the day and age that we live, uh, it is very, very important to do more for the Lord, not do less. And uh, we, we we live in a time where there's not many people doing it at all, and we definitely don't need the people who are doing it uh, to slow down in any way. And uh, so, uh, so I want to encourage you to always abound in the work of the Lord. This last week, we uh, took our VMAM team, the Village Mentorship and Assistance Ministry. We took our team to uh, the village of Nabiawanga and uh, Faith Baptist Church there, led by Pastor Nkuruziza Innocent, and uh, we had a great great time there, went out, uh, did some visiting on Saturday, and uh, had the opportunity of seeing a lady come to know Jesus Christ as her Savior. Her name was Dora, and uh, Dora came to know Christ as her Savior, and, and that was just a blessing. Then on Sunday, uh, that uh, following Sunday, the church was just full of people, visitors. Uh, we had three visitors that day, and and uh, had an opportunity to preach to the people there, and uh, so Brother Innocent is doing a great job there. Pray for his ministry, Lord willing, Coming up in October, uh, we're going to be doing a um, another medical clinic. Uh, we partner with uh, Operation Renewed Hope out of North Carolina, and uh, so they're going to be coming over and doing another medical. Uh, mobile medical clinic there. We use that as an opportunity to help the people in the community uh, with uh, free medical care, free medicine, at the same time uh, giving everyone that comes a clear presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, so we're excited about that and looking forward to using that as an opportunity to bring more attention uh, to the church there and the ministry there and uh, hopefully have an opportunity of seeing many people come to know Christ as their Savior as well. So we had a great weekend and uh, I hope and pray that we're able to be an encouragement to Pastor and his wife and uh, their family as uh, they continue to serve the Lord there in that village of Nabiawanga. And uh, so anyway, we're back and uh, looking forward to a busy month this month. Uh, every single week, we're at a different church. Uh, we're going to be going to a church in a couple weeks and uh, be putting a new roof on on their structure, and uh, we'll be uh, busy with that. And then uh, going up to uh, Calido twice uh, this uh, this month, and and that that is a trip in itself. It takes about seven. It's about a seven hour drive up there, and uh, seven hours back. But I've got to go up there an extra time this time because. We had a pastor friend in the States, Brother Jeff Lines, uh, from uh, the Bible Baptist Church in Shreveport, Louisiana. They are helping us uh, to get a well, Lord willing. And so we've got uh, a well company uh, up in the capital city that's going to be coming and doing a survey and uh, with the possibility of putting in a well there because we're just having a lot of trouble with the water. 
Well, today, uh, I want to bring your attention to the book of Jeremiah. And I know in the last few broadcasts, we've been going through the book of 1 Thessalonians, looking at a church that is always abounding. And uh, we're going to take a little break from that and uh, and go to a passage of Scripture. I've been in my Bible reading, going through the book of Jeremiah. And, uh, and of course, as I read, uh, always in the back of my mind, I'm looking for different uh, principles and, and opportunities to uh, encourage people to always abound in the work of the Lord, encourage myself to abound in the work of the Lord. And so every time I come across a, uh, a topic or a verse or something that just drums out and grabs my attention, I want to share that with you. And so we're going to go to Jeremiah chapter 2, Jeremiah chapter 2, and I'm going to give you something quite interesting. At least it was interesting to me, and I hope it'll be a blessing and a help to you. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 2 and verse number 31, he says, O generation, see the word of the Lord. Have I been a wilderness unto Israel, a land of darkness? Wherefore say my people, we are lords, we will come no more unto thee. Can a maid forget her ornaments or bride her attire? Yet my people have forgotten me days without number. Why trimmest thou thy way to seek love? Therefore hast thou also taught the wicked ones thy ways. Also in thy skirts is found the blood of the souls of the poor innocents. I have not found it by secret search, but upon all these. Yet thou sayest, because I am innocent, surely his anger shall turn from me. Behold, I will plead with thee, because thou sayest, I have not sinned. Why gaddest thou about so much to change thy way? Thou, hast, uh, thou also shalt be ashamed of Egypt, as thou wast ashamed of Assyria. Yea, thou shalt go forth from him, and thine hands upon thy head. For the Lord hath rejected thy confidences, and thou shalt not prosper in them." Now, Jeremiah was the prophet known as the weeping prophet, and uh, he was this final uh, prophet, if you will, to the, to the land of Judah, trying to encourage them to see their sin, encourage them to see the error of their ways, and with all possibility, with uh, you know, God is merciful, and God is always going to give somebody another chance, and he was giving them that chance through the prophet Jeremiah, and uh, so Jeremiah's message to Judah was to repent. They were in their last days. They were very soon, they were on the brink of captivity, and, uh, and and so Jeremiah was sent by God to do his level best in preaching. Uh, judgment is coming, and uh, you better get right with God. You better get back on the right track, uh, or you are going to face captivity. You're going to face destruction, just as your sister Israel did in the years before. And uh, so we find in chapter 1, chapter 1, we find his calling. We find uh, Jeremiah understanding he was called from his mother's womb. He was given a purpose. He was, he was told to go and, and, and preach. He, God says, I'm going to put my words in your mouth, and uh, you're going to speak those words. He tells him, you know, don't be afraid of their faces, and uh, don't, uh, don't let them discourage you. I'm with you. I will deliver you. You just go and preach what I have commanded you to preach. And then when you come into chapter number two, chapter number two kind of lays the whole foundation. We're going to look at chapter two in this podcast. And, and again, I'm not going to teach it verse by verse, but there are several principles and, and ideas that I want you to see in this chapter because chapter two kind of lays the foundation for the rest of the book. 
it lays out the problem. It's kind of like a, a lawyer who is getting ready to present the case. And uh, so chapter two deals with what their problem is. What is the problem with Judah? What are they doing wrong? And uh, and and then from that point on, chapter three, on through the book of Jeremiah, they're pre- he's preaching repentance. He's preaching change your ways. He's preaching, uh, you know, get out from amongst these nations that are trying to get you to join with them. And, uh, and so it, it's a tremendous book. I love reading the book of Jeremiah. But, uh, but I want to concentrate here on chapter number two, because as I was reading this portion of scripture, I came across a word that honestly, I, I don't, I've never heard of anybody using this word. It's one of those uh, old English words that uh, were used in the days when the King James Bible was translated, but not so much used in our world today. And I found out that uh, in the word of God, this is the only time that this particular word is used. And so when a word like that jumps out, I want to uh, look it up. I want to find out what that word means. And and so when you go down to verse number 36, and we always read, we already read it here, but verse number 36, he says, why gaddest thou about so much to change thy way? And I saw that word gaddest, and uh, it's quite an unusual word and, and a word that I had not seen before. So, so I looked up the word gaddest, and it, and it literally means to ramble about idly or to walk around without any fixed purpose. In other words, you have you have no focus. So I, I use this illustration. It's like uh, you claiming to be a a soccer player or a football player, and you go out on the field and you don't know which end zone is yours. You don't know the rules of the game. You're just kind of running around like a chicken with your head cut off, and that is called being. That's called gadding. It is it is gadding about. It is and and so Jeremiah is asking Israel or Judah here, why are you gadding about so much? much. And he's literally saying, why are you walking about without any fixed purpose? Why are you rambling idly uh, in what you are doing and what you're trying to accomplish? You're not going anywhere. You're not doing anything. And of course, when I read that definition, it immediately entered my mind that uh, as opposed to someone who's always abounding, as opposed to someone who is always supposed to be moving ahead and doing more for the Lord Jesus Christ, I feel like many times in our lives, myself included, we enter times in our life where we are literally gadding about. Uh, We're just existing. We're just going from day to day. There's no purpose. There's no direction. There's no no motivation uh, for us to accomplish anything. And so we just live from day to day to day with no purpose in life. And, and and we always have general purposes, obviously, and we always, you know, we're working a job, we're taking care of our family, but but what are your specific purposes? What what are you trying to accomplish for God in your life? And and that's what I feel that we are missing is that when it comes to this life, we understand that we have to survive, and we understand we have to put food on the table, and we understand that we have to, uh, you know, care for our wife and care for our children and pay for their education, put food on the table. We understand all that, and we are very careful, and we are very adamant about making sure that all that happens. But when it comes to abounding in the work of the Lord, I feel like many times we're just gadding about. 
We have no purpose. We have no direction. There's no goal for uh, reaching people with Christ. There's no goals in our ministry. There's no goals uh, in our uh, in, in 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 a desire to see our families become more spiritual, more godly. We're we're just gadding about. And so I looked at that word. Why gaddest thou about? And uh, he enters into this. Uh, as he ends this chapter, uh, culminating everything he said in chapter two, he says, you're walking around with no purpose. And so what I did was I, I went back into chapter two and I, I, I was trying to figure out why is it, what, what caused them to reach this point? I mean, Israel or Judah was known as the people of God. They were known as his chosen people. What happened to them that caused them to reach a point where God's people, who were supposed to be uh, the, the chosen ones, which were supposed to be the examples for all of the nations to follow and look up to, now they are a nation that has no purpose. Now they're a nation that is just rambling idly. Now they're a nation that has no goals or fixed purpose for them to try to accomplish. And so what caused Judah to reach this point? What caused Judah just to wander around and ramble around aimlessly with no purpose or no direction? Well, as I begin studying this chapter, I found, I believe, seven things that entered into the life of Judah that caused them to reach this point of no purpose. And, and, and I believe that if we will look at our lives and, and make application, I believe that we can start seeing some warning signs in our lives of things that will lead up to this point of wandering aimlessly. I, I don't want to ever live a life where I have no purpose. I don't, I don't want to be here in Uganda, East Africa, and just get up day to day to day and have no purpose and just, you know, well, I'm just going to uh, exist today. I have no plan for today. I have no focus for what I want to try to accomplish. I want to have a purpose. I want to have a goal. I want to be able to accomplish something for the Lord Jesus Christ of eternal value. I want to be able to invest in people's lives. I want to be able to invest in, in pastors. I want to be able to invest in people uh, to so that one day when I have to leave this country, one day when God moves me in a different direction, I've not just wandered about with no purpose, leaving behind a fruitless, uh, unprofitable ministry. Now, so let's go to Jeremiah chapter 2, and we're going to look at these, and we may or may not get through all of these today. I might just split this up into two different podcasts, uh, because there is so much to unwrap here. There's so much to talk about uh, in this chapter uh, where he led up to this point of asking this question, why gaddest thou about so much to change thy way? And it starts back in chapter 2. Uh, and notice in verse number one, the Bible says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth, the love of thy espousals, when thou wentest after me in the wilderness, in a land that was not sown. Israel was holiness unto the Lord, and the firstfruits of his increase. All that devour him shall offend, evil shall come upon them, saith the Lord." Verse number four, hear ye the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Can I say, as I was looking at this uh, passage of Scripture, I believe that the first reason that they reached this point of just gadding about, they forgot to whom they belonged. They forgot to whom they belonged. 
He says, Israel was holiness unto the Lord. Israel was separated for the Lord. Of all the nations, of all the people in the world at this time, God chose Abraham. God chose Isaac. God chose Jacob. And through Jacob's sons, God established the nation of Israel. He didn't take a nation that was already in existence and try to reform them and try to make them better. No, he he created, he made a new nation. And he said, these are my people and these people will follow me. I will give them my law and I will help them to worship me. I will give them a way to worship. And, and all through it, God's heart was with his chosen people. He, they were holy and son of the Lord. But Judah forgot who they belonged to. Judah forgot who was the one who rescued them, who was the one who created them, who was the one who made them what they were. He says, I was kind to you. Uh, he says, you went after me in the wilderness. You had a relationship with me. What happened? And I think sometimes in our life as believers, we forget where we came from. I think it's good many times to go back to the day that we got saved and remind ourselves, where did we come from? The Bible says, ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. We don't belong to ourselves. We don't belong. We have been bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And so, therefore, we do not have the right. We do not have the choice. We do have the choice, but we do not have the, uh, we should not have the idea that, well, I can just live the life the way I want to live my life. I can do what I want to do. I can act the way I want to act. I can, I can go where I want to go, and it doesn't really matter. And, and, and see, we have to remember, we don't belong to ourselves. I don't belong to me. I belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so therefore, my focus in life, my purpose in life needs to be his focus. It needs to be his purpose. And I need to find out what does he want me to do? I cannot forget. I cannot, I cannot leave off that I am holiness to the Lord. I am his son, uh, I am his child. I am therefore connected to him in a relationship that is eternal. And so how can I forget who I am? I don't understand how someone who can claim to be a child of God, claim to be born again, claim to know Jesus Christ as their Savior, claim to be a son of God. I've been born again, and then you live a life that is shameful. You live a life that, that goes opposite and contrary to the purpose and the focus for which God intended you to follow. Hey, if I am going to walk with purpose, if I am going to walk with focus, if I'm going to keep myself from gadding about, then I got to remember to whom I belong to. Judah forgot that. Judah thought, hey, we can just be like all the other nations. We can, we, 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 we are our own people and nobody can tell us what to do. Uh, remember uh, back in that first verse that I read in verse number 31, Israel says, we are lords. We will come no more unto thee. Hey, we, we have made ourselves who we are. We don't need God. We don't need his leadership. We don't need his wisdom. We don't need his counsel. We can do whatever we want to do. And sadly, many of us are not accomplishing for God. We are not abounding in the work of the Lord because we forgot 
to whom we belong. And that's what happened to Judah, and that's why they were gadding about. Well, let's go to verse number 5. Let's look at the second thing. The Bible says in verse number 5, Thus saith the Lord, What iniquity have your fathers found in me, that they are gone far from me, and have walked after vanity, and are become vain? Neither say they, Where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, that led us through the wilderness, through a land of deserts and of pits, through a land of drought and of the shadow of death, through a land that no man passeth through and where no man dwelt? And I brought you into a plentiful country to eat the fruit thereof and the goodness thereof. But when ye entered, ye defiled my land and made mine inheritance an abomination. May I say the second reason why... Israel lost their focus, why Judah lost their focus, why they started gadding about. They forgot whom had provided for them all along. Remember Judah, remember Israel, when you came out of of Egypt, you were slaves. You had nothing, even even up to the point of of becoming a kingdom. It it wasn't that they were a mighty people. It wasn't that they were a fearsome people. The Bible says that when Saul became king, there was no one even in the kingdom that had a a sword. I mean, all through this, it was God providing for them. It was God winning the victories. And, And what is interesting is if you study the whole history of Israel, every single time that Israel was following God and doing what they were supposed to do, God brought them victory every time. Every time, there was not one time that Israel was obedient to the Lord, that they did not have victory, that they did not have provision. And by the way, that was the promise that God made to Israel through the Abrahamic covenant. I will be with you. I will provide for you. I will curse them that curse you. I will bless them that bless you. I'll be there for you. I will meet your every need. I'm telling you, God has been so good to us. Oh, when I look back at my life and, and, and I see from, from the time that I was raised uh, in the family of a missionary and, and, uh, and watching God provide uh, for our family during those years and then through those, uh, those years of Bible college where it just didn't seem like you could ever have two pennies to rub together sometimes and yet all through Bible college God provided and then getting on deputation to come uh, to Uganda and, and having nothing and starting out with nothing and, and by faith stepping out and trusting God to bring in the support and 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 just every step of the way through deputation, through our first term on the field, through our furloughs and and through all the projects and the building projects and the and the health issues and and all of that. We've never missed a meal. We've never gone hungry. We've God has just been there every step of the way providing for us. Have we forgotten that? We, we are not self-made men. I, I'm not a self-made missionary. I cannot sit back and look at all that has been accomplished here in Uganda and say that's because of Keith Stensis or that's because of what Keith Stensis has accomplished. No, I have to look back and say that is the grace of God. That is God providing those things. That is God bringing those things for me. And if we will just simply remember that we are who we are because of God's provision, we are who we are because of God's protection for us, he is the one that has brought us to this point. He is the one that has provided everything that we need to this point. That ought to motivate us to always abound in the work of the Lord. Because listen, if God has provided in the past, he will provide in the future. 
If God has been there for us every step of the way in the past, he will be with us every step of the way in the future. But Israel, Judah, forgot who had provided for them, who had met their every need, who had given them their land. Oh, but now, hey, hey we are lords. We, we, we do what we want to do. They, they don't, the, the Bible says there in verse number five, they, they are gone far from me. They have walked after their vanity and become vain. They have, they have thought that they have accomplished this. They have, they have done this work. It's because of what we have accomplished that we are a great people. They forgot the provision, the protection of God. But not only that, not only did they forget who they belonged to, not only did they forget who had provided for them, but notice what Israel started doing. Look in verse number 8. The Bible says, The priest said not, Where is the Lord? And they that handle the law knew me not. The pastors also transgressed against me, and the prophets prophesied by Baal, and walked after things that do not profit. Wherefore, I will yet plead with you, saith the Lord, and with your children's children will I plead, for, for pass over the isles of Chittim, and see, and send unto Kedar, and consider diligently, and see if there be such a thing. Hath a nation changed their gods, which are yet no gods? But my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit." Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, say the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and have hewed them out, sisters, broken sisters that can hold no water. Now I want you to notice the third thing here, the third reason why I believe that Israel started gadding about walking about with no purpose, walking about uh, just idly with no, uh, the, just rambling, no, 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 no goals, nothing to, nothing to accomplish for the Lord, is simply they started following after things of no profit. Following after things of no profit. Notice in verse number 8, the end of the verse, he says, they walked after things that do not profit. Verse 11, but my people have changed their glory for that which doth not profit. When I saw that, I, I began to think to myself, how many things we do in our life, especially in 2023, how many things that we do in our life that has no profit? We, we live in a world today that demands entertainment. We live in a world today that, uh, that everywhere you look, it seems like people have something hanging out of their ear. Everywhere you look, people are on their phones. Everywhere you look, people are on their computers. Everywhere you look, uh, it, 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 they're involved with sports. They're involved with basketball. They're involved with football. They're involved with politics. They're, I mean, you, you name it, everything that people are involved in all the time, and they give themselves 100% to it. You you. Talk, you, you, you talk to people and they can name you every person on their football team. They can name all their statistics. You can name, they can name everything that they've accomplished. They can talk about the NFL draft. They can do all of these things. And, 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 and then when it comes time for politics, man, we know everything about the politics and we follow what's happening to Donald Trump and we follow what's happening to DeSantis and we follow what is happening to Pelosi and, 
and Schumer and, and, and Biden and all these things. We follow after all of these politicians. We follow after all these things. We give our time and our effort and, and every, we give all of our strength to it. But in the end of the day, none of those things profit. None of those things count for eternity. None of those things are, 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 are there to help us when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ one day. They're all of no profit. And so we get so involved in following things of no profit. And, and I'm not saying that it's wrong to enjoy a football game. I'm not saying it's wrong to uh, vote and choose good politicians to represent us. I, I'm not saying those things are wrong. I'm just saying, what is it in your life that is consuming your time? What is it in your life that is consuming all of your effort and all of your strength? And I believe that we have become, in this world that we live in today, we have, we have become just like Judah, following after things that have no profit. How much time do we spend in front of the television? How much time do we spend on the internet? How much time do we spend on Facebook? How much time do we spend on Twitter? How much time do we spend on things that have no profit? profit. Can I ask how much time we spend out soul winning? How much time do we spend out going and discipling people? How much time do we spend investing in our ministries? How much time do we spend investing in the church? How much time do we spend in prayer? How much time do we spend in the word of God in things that truly profit? The reason we're not abounding in the work of the Lord is because we're so busy following after things that have no profit, have no value. And when we, we, we if we take all of the all that we do in a week and we boil it down to that which profits and that which does not profit, I believe the reason why we don't have time to always abound in the work of the Lord is because we are so busy with that which does not profit. It does not profit. He says, he says, for my people, verse number 13, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. What good is a cistern that can't hold water? And yet that's what we're, that's what we're pouring all of our time. And just like you would pour water into a cistern that has holes in it, it never fills up. There's no profit. There's no value to it. And that's exactly what we are doing as believers in this 2023 generation. We are pouring our time into that which doesn't profit. And then when we step back at the end of the day, what have we truly done for God? What have we truly accomplished for the Lord Jesus Christ? What have we truly accomplished for the church? What have we truly accomplished uh, for eternal value? What have we truly accomplished so that we can sit back and say, I am abounding in the work of the Lord? I like what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. He says, I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. How, how could Paul do more? How can Paul accomplish more than everybody else? He was a weak man. He was an old man. He was a frail man. He was a beaten man. And yet he could accomplish more than anybody else could accomplish. He abounded in the work of the Lord. You know why? Because he didn't follow after things that did not profit. He didn't allow his time to be consumed with things that do not profit. Why, 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 was, why was Judah just gadding about? 
Why was Judah just just messing around and no purpose, no goals, no direction? Why were they that way? Because they were following after things, walking after things that have no profit, that have no value, that have no value. Well, we're going to stop there today. And I told you there's seven things. I still have four to go. And uh, so we'll look at those in our next podcast. They forgot whom they belonged to. They forgot who provided for them. And they started following things of no profit. If you are in one of those areas, you are in danger of turning your life into a life where you're just gadding about. You're just wandering aimlessly. You're just, you're just rambling with life. May God help us to take a serious look at our life. May God help us to take a serious look and say, "Am what direction am I going? What am I trying to accomplish for the Lord Jesus Christ?" Amen. Well, that's a blessing. I that that this chapter just encouraged my heart. And I hope it encourages you as well. And I would encourage you uh, tune in next Friday as we try to finish up this same topic. Amen. If you have not done so already, let me encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. Just go to your podcast platform. Uh, wherever it might be, uh, whether it's uh, Apple or whether it's Spotify or whatever. There's several of them out there, uh, but uh, go on there, subscribe to it. Every Friday, we upload a new podcast for your encouragement, and I hope and pray that we can be a help and a blessing to your family. Thank you so much for your prayers. Thank you so much for your support, and uh, without you, without you teaming with us to help us uh, here in Uganda, we could not accomplish what we are doing here, and so please, please continue to pray for us. Continue to uh, support as God provides, and uh, that would be such a blessing and a help to our ministry here uh, to see uh, God continue to work through the hearts and lives of people here in Uganda. Thank you so much. Well, again, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Hope we've been a help and a blessing to you. God bless you so much. Have a wonderful day in the Lord. We want to thank you for listening today. We trust that this podcast was an encouragement to you to always abound in the work of the Lord. For more information about your host or simply contact us, visit kstensisfamily.com.